Good morning, everyone. I'm Jim Giacchetta, CTO and co-founder of Vitovation. Uh, today, we're going to talk about uh, flexible live remote at home production uh, for the new abnormal. Uh, so before we get started, I, I like to ask you folks uh, a question. I like to uh, do a little poll just to kind of see where everyone is uh, in their uh, field production journey, where they're at right now. It also gives a, a time for any stragglers to log in. So uh, let me launch this little uh, question I have for you guys. Um, uh, unfortunately, I can't see if it if it's on the screen or not, but um, uh, you should have a poll on your screen right now. And basically, just like to see, are you using at home uh, or Remy uh, technology right now? Uh, or is it something you're planning in the future? Or you're just curious today, but have no real plans of, 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 uh, of implementing uh, an at-home uh, production. Um, and I should, I should um, you know, everyone's definition of, of terms is always slightly different. Uh, when Vitovation uh, and our partners talk about at-home production, uh, we really mean multi-camera. Um, you know, we're not talking about, you know, a, a, a news uh, commentator going out with a single camera either with a camera op or with a tripod going out by themselves, uh, doing that type of a remote production is very commonplace. Where it gets tricky and what we're gonna talk about today is some of the challenges that, that Vitovation and our partners have overcome uh, when you're doing multi-camera. And we'll, we'll talk about maintaining Genlock and lip sync. So it's really the multi-camera uh, aspect. Okay, so let me see. I always hit the wrong button here. So manage the poll. Oh, no, no, I see, I hit the wrong button. Um, I need to close it. There we go, and share it. You would think the bigger button would be the one they want me to press. The big button is the button I shouldn't press. So uh, I believe you should see the poll results on your screen. Unfortunately, I can't uh, uh, see it, but I can I can read it to you in case you can't see it. So 18% of you are already using some form of at-home or Remy production technology. It seems like 53% uh, of you, the majority, uh, are not using it and uh, plan too soon. So hopefully we can uh, uh, educate you and, and make you more familiar with, with the technology. And then it seems just 29% of you maybe are just curious today. You know, but you and you have no future plans. But Maybe we'll enlighten you. Maybe some ideas we share today uh, uh, may resonate with you. All right, so let's get started. So broadcasters, you know, we're broadcasters, sports networks, news networks, any kind of a television operation. Uh, we're not, we're not uh, charitable organizations. You know, they're for-profit. Um, they're always looking for ways to cut costs, to maximize advertising revenue. Uh, so any kind of a technology that can save in the contribution and distribution and production uh, uh, of an event, news, sports, uh, live reality, whatever it might be, uh, it, it, we're gonna talk about how this technology can save money, can, can drop a significant amount of money to your bottom line. And then what I alluded to before we started, we're gonna talk about how this tech can help 
uh, uh, during these new uh, abnormal times, um, you know, with uh, travel restrictions, uh, per, uh, personal distancing, social distancing. Uh, you know, I, I think, you know, we are, we, we're all now working remotely uh, in all walks of life. It's, it's not uncommon now when you watch the evening news, one anchor is, is far left, the other anchor is far right. Uh, but the, the the weather person is working from home. They have a green screen. They have uh, a high-speed internet connection. Uh, they're probably using some form of at-home production technology to achieve that, keep everything in lip sync. So, so uh, uh, some of us may like to continue working from home when all of this is over. Uh, I also touched on this too. We're, we're going to discuss and, and learn more about how to uh, maintain frame accurate video gen lock and lip sync uh, across multiple handheld cameras. There's solutions where you bring all your cameras to a rack or a box uh, in your truck or in a central location and then have uh, frame accurate uh, uh, transport back to master control, but that's wired. The cameras have to be tethered. This is completely untethered. The encoder is mounted on the camera. I'll discuss more about this. So it's, it's multi-camera at home production, multi-camera uh, uh, field production at home where, we're, where there's very few personnel. Uh, in many of our applications, the only personnel on site are the camera operators. Everything is home run, graphics, the production switcher, uh, the producer, the technical director, uh, uh, although the, all those people are, are back at master control in a centralized location. So how do we, what is some of the infrastructure that we use to, to transport these signals? Primarily it's over unmanaged networks. Unmanaged networks in some cases are, are low cost uh, or even free or almost free. And, and we're referring to cellular and the public internet. So most of the applications we're gonna to discuss today were done either through the public internet or cellular or a combination of both. And people, a common question we get, well, well, is cellular and the public internet as reliable as satellite? Many of our customers can attest from Turner Sports to the PGA that in some cases it's more reliable than satellite. Uh, so, and then of course the tech can be used on a managed network if you have uh, a metro fiber optic uh, ethernet link or you're working with level three or our friends at the switch uh, working with your local telco uh, provider you have uh, an mpls network of course this tech would work on that and then you could use the cellular or the public internet as a backup so uh, uh th there's always a place there's always a uh, and we encourage you to call vitovation call our our our, our customer service team, uh, they'll engage you with our engineering team and we'll design a system that fits your application and more importantly, your budget. So uh, we'll talk more about the importance of mounting your field encoder, your, your encoding transmitter on the camera uh, or on the talent. We're gonna discuss why that's so important, why that's such a big benefit. Uh, we'll talk about how the tech reduces labor costs. Um, your, your specialized worker, your instant, just take your, uh, uh, we 
we do a lot with sports and reality TV. Reality TV, in in uh, surprisingly enough, is is uh, treated a lot like live sports. Uh, they they'll use an EVS uh, instant replay system like they do in sports, uh, and those operators are expensive, and there's not that many of them. So some of these operators, you know, they can only travel and do a few games or a few events a week. If they work from home or from a centralized location, they can do several events in a day. They could do uh, uh, a live reality show uh, in the early afternoon uh, and do a sporting event in, in, the, in the evening or an early sporting event. It, you know, so they could be in California, do an afternoon bowl game, um, and then uh, do a local game uh, in their own state in the, in the evening and do two or three events in one day, as opposed to two or three events in one week. So um, uh, this, um, this, this eliminates the, um, uh, the need for travel, uh, need for overtime. You know, you have to pay your employees per diem uh, when they are traveling. Oh, you know, it's just people are telling me they can't see my camera. Oh, look at that. Um, I forgot to turn off the polling results. Um, so the slides were just text, so you, you didn't miss anything. And then you couldn't see me. I'm sorry. But uh, sorry about that. Um, uh, Cindy, this is why I need you to be my producer. Maybe it's time where, where I have you help me produce these. So um, I'm just talking over these bullets, but, but thank you, folks, for, for chiming in. Um, so, you know, you have to put an employee on a, on a plane, you got to play for the plane ticket, you got to feed him, feed him or her, you got to put them in a hotel, um, then long hours on site where, where frankly, a, a lot of those hours, they're not working, you know, they're, it's preparing, it's rehearsals. So this way your EVS operators only on the clock, you know, maybe an hour before the game for rehearsal, the game is over, they're done. They're, they're not still on the clock. They're not. You're not paying them for their travel. So it, it really makes sense on, on, on so many levels to, to, to use this at-home uh, technology. Uh, you can also uh, uh, learn how uh, the technology eliminates the need for satellite or an expensive fiber or telecom connection, that cellular and the public internet is reliable or the bonded cellular or the at-home uh, production technology makes the internet and cellular or a combination of the both uh, highly reliable. Uh, the tech is what smooths out the bumps that you might find in the internet or the, or the cellular. Uh, uh, you know, our, our friends at, um, 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 our friends, oh. Let me see, is it, are the survey results still up? Uh, oh, did I, they're still up, I guess. Sorry about that. Uh, so learn, learn how to, uh, you know, our friends at NEP and Game Creek, uh, I have uh, images on our website of a, a truck with a line through it. I'll get, I'll get, get to that. But um, I don't think trucks are going to go away, but maybe uh, the trucks, park in a central location you know they are mobile master controls they're 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 portable control rooms so uh uh you know maybe they you know quote unquote they take the wheels off the truck and they they the trucks sit in a local local location a central location they can do more than one game or one show in a day um 
to help lower costs. Or maybe there's there's more trucks, but smaller trucks. But um, uh, work we've done with the PGA has eliminated or drastically reduced the size uh, of the truck and then the associated personnel uh, uh, that go with the truck. Um, um, you know, that adds to cost and, and to logistics. So, um, um, you know, have your crew work from home or centralized location. I already discussed that. Uh, so we're going to talk about the technology that's we've implemented with the PGA, Turner Sports, Viacom, CNN, Fox, uh, Discovery Network, Major League Fishing, and more. So let's talk about the PGA. So uh, uh, we have some ongoing, uh, uh, PGA has engaged us for um, uh, uh, their events for the rest of the year. Uh, they're using our at-home uh, production technology uh, for all of that. Um, uh, the event I'm going to talk about today uh, was the first, uh, well, it actually uh, uh, was the first event that we did uh, during COVID with PGA. We, we had worked with PGA in the past. Uh, so once COVID started, there was uh, uh, big restrictions. Uh, uh, it was the skins game. Uh, it was the first, actually, I think it was the first sporting event to come back uh, uh, after the lockdown or during the lockdown after February. Um, so, so was a big deal. And uh, there, there was a restriction that was set that uh, at the uh, Seminole Golf Club that the, the local uh, health, health authorities said, you can't have more than 50 people. I don't know how they came up with that number, but uh, that was determined. And that included the players, support staff, officiators, uh, the TV crew, that was it, 50 people. Then, um, the Seminole Golf Club uh, was very unique that they've never done uh, a PGA event there. Uh, never done a live event. They've never tele televised there. So 50 people was the limit. So to do a production, you, you normally need one or two or three production trucks. You know, one truck does graphics, one duck truck produces the show. Um, uh, so it's not uncommon where you, you need one or, or several uh, tractor trailers. And there could be 20 or 30 or 40 people associated with each trailer. So how do we stay under this, this 50 uh, uh, person uh, uh, limit? So uh, uh, the game uh, was in Seminole Golf Club. There's no fiber connection. There's no level three fiber circuit. There's no telco circuit. There's no uh, telecom. Uh, if they did this old school, they probably would have brought a satellite truck. Uh, and then if you're going to bring a satellite truck, then you might as well bring the production truck too. So uh, uh, there was no fiber optic infrastructure in or out of this venue. So uh, some temporary satellite or cellular were really the only choices. So, so um, um, see that thing it keeps popping up on me. Uh, so the game was in Southern Florida and PGA headquarters and master control is in St. Augustine. So there was some talent, some of the play-by-play -play was in St. Augustine. And then uh, Mike Tirico uh, lives up in Michigan. Uh, he didn't want to travel. I think the story was he has a, a child uh, with a um, compromised immune system, I believe. I apologize if I got that wrong. But there was some reason why he, he, he didn't want to travel. He didn't want to risk it. So using the at-home technology, we were able to tie this all together. Now, you might ask, well, St. Augustine is pretty close to Seminole, so that's probably pretty easy to do. 
if you're going through the public internet or cellular, whether you're a thousand miles away or 10,000 miles away, really doesn't make a difference. When we did uh, the Ryder Cup uh, uh, last year with uh, Turner Sports, um, it was a good 8,000 miles away. The event was in Paris, uh, in the Paris, France region, and we backhauled uh, 20 camera feeds through the public internet, perfect genlock, perfect lip sync, back to Atlanta. So the fact that this all took place in Florida really doesn't matter. So uh, uh, PGA had two camera operators uh, in the uh, tee-off box, and you can see uh, one top tracer. So what is that? That's that that red line that that follows the ball uh, after it's been hit through the air. So you see you see the the trace of the ball. And I learned I, I learned something new. I didn't realize this. The top trace telemetry actually goes through an audio channel. So I'll get into it a, a little more in a little more detail. But uh, all of the Abbey West field encoders the the um, the uh, have analog audio inputs. So uh, you'd have to use an audio embedder, or you'd have to have a camera to feed the audio into the the unit. So for the PGA, this worked out really well having analog audio inputs they just fed the top trace telemetry into that and uh, I'm not I'm not an expert at top trace but then I guess the, the telemetry then goes to a control unit uh, back back in the studio to put the graphic over the video um, then there were two uh, two more uh, cameras on the fairway um, and and these are, are the units are the encoders mounted on the camera I'll show you some pictures again another top trace uh, telemetry need and then two more on the on the uh, on the green and and these cameras kind of like rotate you know as a crew goes out the the tee box they follow and then the, the so so as different groups of golfers go out but uh this was kind of like the, i guess it's like the starting position of the cameras uh then there were two uh pov beauty shots one of uh this this club was near the beach so there were beautiful uh shots of the beach in the sand dunes and uh uh uh, some other POV, another shot of the clubhouse. So the units on the fairway were uh, the Abbey West Pro 380s with eight cellular modems. Uh, so we have two Verizon, two AT&T, two T-Mobile, and two Sprint. Uh, that's for video and audio transport. Eight modems gives us the highest level of reliability. But these beauty shots worked great with two cellular modems. Uh, the Air 320, it's, it's an HEVC uh codec just like the 380 uh video uh five megabit uh bit rate at with hevc is what pga chose so we ran the the air 320 was able to achieve five megs with uh with only two modems um uh, so so it's a small i have pictures of the actual units uh then then they had uh two commentators walking the course with the players so this was really cool uh, the commentators don't carry a camera they carry a microphone to interview the, the the talent i have some still shots of that so how do we get that microphone uh, audio back to master control well the the commentator um uh he chose to use the shoulder mount little little pouch little sling um he had a microphone preamp on his belt um fed the analog audio into the avi west Air 320 because of the analog audio inputs, and you could you could hear uh, uh, the interview. He could you know interview the players while they're on the course. Um, 
it's not uncommon that uh, cameras were near, the players were all wired with uh, lo uh, lav microphones and uh, lav wireless transmitters, and the lav receiver is on one of the cameras on the fairway, uh, or several of the cameras on the fairway, because they may rotate. So as, as uh, if one camera operator goes away and he comes into range of another camera operator, you might have multiple uh, lav receivers on uh, lav receivers on the cameras uh, in case one camera gets out of range. So you have some diversity that way. And again, that analog input on the Abbey West uh, 380 or 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 Air 320 proved invaluable for these uh, uh, lav uh, mics. Uh, oh, here it is. So, so Dustin Johnson, Rory, uh, McElroy, and the other players all had uh, lav mics on them. And then um, since there's two analog audio inputs, um, an operator must stay nearby holding an Air 320. So wireless from the player to the Air 320. And then the four ch channels of analog audio were sent back to master control using two of the Abbey West Air 320s. Uh, then parabolic mics. So you see how many microphones are, are used in the sporting event. This is typical, whether it's football, baseball, basketball. You, you have different microphones, different angles, uh, crowd mics, parabolic mics to get the, uh, try to catch the conversation in the huddle. Uh, in this case, you know, parabolic mics, um, you know, to catch some of the ambient uh, uh, sounds uh, on the course, et cetera. And then uh, they use a traditional microwave link to get a camera feed from the plane overhead uh, down to the ground. And then another Pro 380 was used to, to home run that video back to uh, St. Augustine and Master Control. So here's the two units. So, so on the top here, we have the Pro 380, the bigger unit. Uh, it has four antennas on the top, four antennas on the bottom. The, the Air uh, uh, 320, has two antennas. It's got kind of like these little, um, uh, I like to call them ears, these little ears off the back of the unit where the antennas are hidden, and, and um, uh, two internal modems. And uh, me, my colleagues, and, and my friends and colleagues at Abbey West, you know, we're asked all the time, uh, why does this technology seem to work better? I mean, other people do bonded cellular. Well, it starts with the antennas, uh, better quality antennas. They're patented, high-gain antennas. You can't amplify RF. RF can't be, uh, cellular RF cannot be amplified. That's not legal. Uh, but you can uh, design an antenna with more gain. That, that's allowed. Uh, so, so it starts with the antennas. And then the next magic is the modems. Um, we've, we've had customers like, well, I have brand X and then I bring the Abbey West. Brand X has no cellular connection. What's going on? and then your unit comes on and, and we see signal. That has to do with the modems, uh, higher sensitivity in the modems, better antennas, but the modems Abbey West use catch all the cellular bands without exception. And this is globally. Uh, you know, Abbey West puts a big investment in the modems. They're three or $400 a piece. They don't, they don't I jokingly tease the Abbey West engineers that they, they over-engineer the product, but in a good way. And, and this is a case of that, you know, not skimping, over-engineering, putting the best possible modems in there. And when, if you go into the into the administrative screen or or look inside the unit or on the receiving dashboard, you'll see a little number like B12, B6, B B14. 
that's the band. And you'll, we'll often see uh, one Verizon modem will connect to band six, the other will connect to band 12, and, it, and the unit does that on purpose for better diversity. So it's not only is it connecting to the same network, but it's connecting to different bands on that network. So if one band should suddenly get congested. So these little things that really uh, sets this tech apart. Uh, so as I discussed, you know, the, the, the flagship unit, the Pro 380 has eight modems and the Air uh, uh, 320 has two. So why did this tech work so well for the PGA, for Ryder Cup, for Live PD? It comes down to what Abby West calls safe streams transport or SST for short. So what is this? I mean, everyone has some sort of a protocol for, for transport. There's SRT, there's RIST, there's different protocols. Uh, Abby West's protocol is, has proven to be virtually bulletproof. Um, you know, some of the techniques that are used are used by others, but it's all in the implementation. So there's a level of forward error correction. There's uh, automatic re-request or ARQ, uh, adaptive bitrate control. You know, we don't try to jam five megabits down a pipe that only can support two, so the unit will adapt. But the most important feature uh, for at-home production, for live reality TV, for sports, for multi-camera field production is the ability to maintain frame accurate genlock and lip sync. Uh, I like to say they implemented their own version of precision timing protocol. Obviously, it would have to be different than PTP because a PTP, you, you control the clocks and all your switches uh, across the network, all your devices. But Abby West, the receiver acts as the, as the, as the grandmaster clock. Uh, reference signals are sent uh, to the transmitters to get them all in sync. Uh, remember also the transmitters are hooked to GPS. Uh, if not GPS, they're hooked to the time clock of cellular, which is probably also hooked to GPS. So the units are close. They're they're within you know maybe a hundredth of a second uh, uh, out of the out of the out of the out of the shoot. You know uh, from a time clock standpoint, but not a frame. So many of our competitors, you know, they're they're a couple of dozen frames off. And in live production, that really doesn't work. Uh, if the audio is a couple of frames off, you know, you're going to get hello, hello, or, you know, whoosh, whoosh when, when, they, when they strike the golf ball. Uh, it's going to drive the audio engineer crazy. It'd have to be muting channels that are out of sync and, and trying to find the, the audio that, that's in sync. Because you can imagine on the slide before, there, there were uh, two, four, six, eight, uh, 10 or 12 cameras filming these four, uh, this group of four golf players, each of those cameras has open microphones. You got open mics on the parabolic microphones. Uh, you got the lobs on the players. The, the show would be unwatchable if that audio was all out of sync. When you cut between cameras, uh, you, you, you'd see, uh, you know, whoosh, whoosh, the, you know, why, why are they hitting the ball again? They just hit the, the ball a second ago. Uh, but more importantly, you'd see this audio out of whack, out of sync. So that's, that's what's really important. So here's some of the stats. Uh, uh, PGA uh, chose to, to shoot 1080i, 5994. Uh, these units can do 1080p, uh, 5994, 720p. Uh, the unit can actually go up to 20 megabits per second. With HEVC high efficiency codec, 
uh, 20 megs probably would be overkill. Uh, they chose five, uh, which I think is respectable. Also, uh, AviWest encoder has proven to be about 30% more efficient than many of the other HEVC encoders out there. So you could say that this transmission was, was analogous to a, a seven or eight megabit uh, uh, transmission. The, the video quality of the hardware encoder that Avi West uh, uses is unbelievable. Uh, the picture quality is, is beautiful. And, uh, uh, you know, shooting golf is not easy. You got a lot of, you know, fine blades of grass. You got a lot of color gradients, you know, different colors in the grass as the wind blows through it. So uh, uh, a golf, uh, sports in general is, is uh, not very forgiving if you don't have a good uh, HEVC codec and, and Avi West certainly has that. Uh, so let me keep going. So here, here's what the units look like. So uh, you see on the top picture here, uh, most of our customers like to um, uh, mount, the, uh, mount the unit uh, on the camera. So, um, Avi West wasn't the first to come up with the idea of putting an accessory between a camera and a battery. It's probably first done like with microwave gear, you know, wireless RF gear, you know, short range stuff. Uh, but they were the first to do it with, uh, with cellular. And uh, they started doing it about seven or eight years ago. Uh, um, um, others have followed suit, but um, I think right now today, all the newer units out there they want you to put in a backpack. There's a battery. There's a battery plate on one side, but then there's nothing on the on the outside. You have nowhere to put the battery. So you all, your only choice is to put it in a backpack. Um, not that I'm against backpacks, but uh, when I've been in the field, uh, I see people have a tendency to put the backpack on the ground. They don't want to carry it. They don't want to have it on their back. And if you have a wireless apparatus, do you do you want it? You know, below the crowd, below the people. Uh, you know, having it up high on an operator's shoulder, you're going to get a better signal from the tower. So really, we feel this is the only way to go is, is to put it on the, on the camera. But if you, you see in the bottom photo, you've got a smaller camera, a prosumer or a smaller broadcast camera, doesn't have a, an Anton Bauer V-Lock plate. So then, then we do make a very nice compact uh, backpack. You can even hide a second battery in the lower compartment, feed that into the uh, ace uh, the power input so you can run off of two batteries you know, like or one battery is, is like a backup then on the right here we have the air so uh, again with a smaller camera you see the air on the top right here it's in its little pouch um, you can wear that over your shoulder uh, we don't have a photo of it but the Avi West makes a very nice uh, belt clip um, I think of it like uh, a military or law enforcement accessory it actually clips into place, it like locks, so it won't fall off. So if you're doing live reality or news and you gotta run after someone, the unit's not gonna fall off your belt uh, onto the ground. Or you can mount the unit, it's got a quarter 20 uh, uh, thread on the bottom. So you could put it on top of uh, an accessory shoe uh, on top of your camera rig uh, that way if you so choose. So here's, here's another shot, you know, close up. So you, you mount it right on the camera. Another shot uh, showing it in action. Many operators, what they like to do is uh, they'll have their camera rig in a port-a-brace bag and you get one a, a little bit longer. So, so you, it's intended for accessories being on the back of the camera, whether it's the battery or RF or, or, or cellular. 
So you have the unit mounted on the camera. You got your intercom, uh, you, you know, the, the lapel receivers already wired for your talent. Everything's ready to go. It's all been tested. The video output of the cameras connected to the video input of the, the pro. So you take it out of, out of the bag, you slap a battery on, or the battery's already on. You turn it on, 30 seconds, you're transmitting. You don't have to, oh, let me get the bag. Oh, oh let me unzip the bag so I can turn it on. Uh, oh, uh, let me hook up the cable. Do I want to wear it? Do I want to have it on the floor? Boom, you, you take, I've seen operators, you take the camera right out of the bag, you're shooting within 30 seconds. There's no cabling, there's no setup. You're just ready to rock and roll. So uh, again, the you know, first system to mount on, on, the, on the camera. Uh, Abby West, uh, uh, V-Lock tends to be uh, more the battery of choice in Europe. Um, uh, most of our uh, Vitovations inventory here in the US tends to be Anton Bauer. I'd say 80, 85% uh, of uh, camera operators are using Anton Bauer here in the US, but we support both Anton Bauer and V-Lock. You can uh, uh, purchase or rent uh, systems either way. Um, uh, so so uh, you know, some of these things I touched on, so there, there are uh, smaller portable systems out there. Uh, none, of the, none of the newer systems seem to be able to mount on the camera. Uh, they tend to be 50% bigger than, than the Abbey West system. This is a very tight, very, very tight integration. Uh, uh, you can see it's, it's a very small package, very narrow package. Um, and then, you know, I'm not disparaging the backpack. If you prefer to wear the backpack, we have the backpack options. Uh, and then again, you know, we come to the analog audio inputs. Um, I'll come, I, I, I don't want to, I have some, yeah, here we go. So here's some close-ups. So, uh, even on the smaller unit, you can see there, there's two mini uh, XLRs. So uh, uh, you can purchase, if you want to make your own cabling, uh, you can, uh, 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 it's just a standard mini XLR. You can wire up your own cables, or you can buy these adapters from us, uh, mini to XLR to full-size XLR. Um, so so uh, it's line level input, so you, you will need like a, a microphone preamp of some sort to feed into the unit. Uh, but that's usually desirable. This way the operator can, can adjust levels. Uh, uh, oh, what happened? Oh, oh that was it. Uh, can operate the levels. So uh, it looks like I repeated the slide there. So that kind of ties up the, 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 the PGA application. Um, touch on some other applications we've done. Uh, I, I, I alluded to Turner Sports. We've done uh, uh, two live uh, golf events with uh, Turner, uh, one with Ryder Cup, and then we did a, a football or soccer uh, tournament. Uh, we've done uh, work with the PGA. Uh, we're doing live reality shows uh, on A&E, Fox Discovery, uh, Live Rescue. Uh, Live PD has been put on hiatus. Uh, it should be coming back soon. Uh, first responders live. Um, you know, some people say like, oh, these these live reality shows, that's not real broadcast. Well, I, I don't think, uh, well, unless it's NASCAR. We, uh, some of our, our encoders have been used in, in uh, professional racing, uh, motor racing, and uh, we've had very good results even at high speed. But if you watch some of these reality TV shows, uh, you know, the, the police cars, the ambulances, the fire trucks, they're, 
you know, going over 100 miles an hour down the street, and you, we maintain uh, video lock, uh, even with the unit jumping from tower to tower to tower. So, so pretty much whatever your your environment is, whether it's a crowded stadium or a high speed chase, uh, something about the Abbey West technology will will give you very uh, reliable and robust results. You know, in the crowded in, in the crowded stadium, by having those better antennas, higher gain antennas, uh, better modems, grabbing more bands. So the fact that that the the 380 in the air can grab more bands. Not everyone in the stands is going to be flooding all those bands, so you can grab a band that that's not being overutilized. Uh, so here's a little overview of what we did with uh, Turner Sports in the Ryder Cup. So uh, they had uh, 16 ISO camera feeds from the course. They did have a truck or, or a smaller vehicle. They did uh, camera shading on site. So when I said earlier, you know, maybe NEP, Game Creek, your your, your mobile production guys. Um, I think eventually we are working, we are uh, coming out later this year, some camera control, low latency camera control capability to run through the cellular and the public internet. So uh, it'll be there where we don't need to have uh, a shader on site or need to have the cameras run uh, with auto iris. Um, so the technology is coming. Uh, we're, we're, we're in beta on some of this. But for this particular event, they chose to have a, a small truck there. Uh, they did some shading locally on site. But then after that, I, that feed was 16 cameras were ISOed and sent back to Atlanta. And then they wanted uh, four program feeds coming back out, confidence feeds. There were commentators in Paris and commentators back in Atlanta. So they, 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 they needed video back and forth. So we were able to achieve that. And we did it all through the public Internet and a single internet connection. I, I would have slept better uh, the weekend of the event if they had two internet service providers. So uh, they use the, um, well, let, let me, let me. I think we have some pictures of it. They use the, uh, uh, oh, we don't have a picture of it, but they use the HE4000 of Abbey West. It's a four channel HD or a single channel 4K appliance. It has two LAN connections. So they could, they could have hooked the, um, Oh, somebody said the pole graphic is back. What is going on? Or is that an old message? I'm going to be an old message. Um, the, uh, uh, so it has two LAN connections. So you can have internet service provider number one, MPLS network on LAN number two. Uh, Ryder just did one channel. They didn't have the budget for it. They had two. It would have bonded between the two. Uh, there also is uh, an option for external cellular antennas and, and modems uh, that connect via the USB port. So, so, uh, uh, so you can add cellular. And if the, if the units are in your truck, these cellular antennas and modems, it's called the quad cell link, can be put on the outside of your vehicle. But uh, Turner chose not to use any of that. And we didn't drop a single packet during the live event. So it worked really, really well. Uh, everyone was very pleased. Um, so here's a picture of the control room. Um, uh, yeah, it does look like they did have a truck on site, so that they're probably doing the shading in in, in that truck. Uh, then I, I talked about our live reality shows. You know, um, actually, uh, uh, me and my team, we get a lot of orders. Uh, customers, we, we encourage customers to do a demo, and we have demo 
Uh, at any given moment, we have several million dollars worth of uh, Abbey West gear in stock for rentals, for demos, et cetera. Uh, but uh, often enough, we get a customer like, hey, I watched Live PD this weekend. I saw your technology in action. I'm sold. Where do I buy? Where do I sign up? So uh, just watching Live PD is a, is a great uh, recurring demo uh, to watch the tech. Um, you can see on Live PD, they, they, they're using smaller cameras, you know, a bigger ENG style camera with, um, with uh, uh, um, uh, uh, the unit mounted on the camera is not, not practical. You know, getting in and out of the car quickly, they'd knock the lens off the front of the camera. Uh, so you see how they, they got the camera out in front of them. Uh, lower left, this operator chose to, to carry the unit in the backpack and he's wearing it on his chest. Uh, which also helps to get in and out of the vehicle. If it's on your back, you're going to get hung up. You can't sit in the car. Um, the photog in the top right, he's wearing uh, the the uh, uh, Big Fish and A&E provided uh, uh, bulletproof vest, and he's got there's like a pocket that they made in the front of the unit. So he's got the unit hidden in a pocket in the front of his uh, uh, bulletproof vest. Uh, you know, every every photog. Uh, uh, sets it up how they like. Um, you can see uh, the picture uh, top left. It's kind of hard in the shadows. You can, I can see the unit. The guy's got the unit exposed, uh, strapped to his chest. I see the antenna and the battery right there. So he's got the unit like just strapped right here on him. So whatever works, you know. Um, you know your 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 camera operators will 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 figure out the, a, a way to uh, uh, mount it and use it uh, um, comfortably. Uh, so, so very much like sports, the, the, the raw video comes in. Um, there is no live, live element to the live PD show. Uh, you know, unlike sports, there's the live action, and then there's EVS systems and EVS operators to do the replay. All of live, live PD is uh, some form of replay, but a few minutes. Um, so all the content is dumped. Uh, into uh, EVS, and you can see there's operators uh, working in each city. And, the, you know, a lot of the content coming in is probably not show-worthy. You know, it's the cop driving to the call or waiting for a call. He's on a call. He or she's on a, on a coffee break. So they're looking for the action. So so they're, they're putting metadata in, which it's very similar to sports, right? While the game is happening, people are putting metadata in news. Live news is happening. People are putting metadata in uh, while while the uh, while the uh, while the live event is happening. So so uh, then a line producer is is looking at this metadata and it'll be like I me and 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 my colleagues uh, my colleague from France uh, Florian uh, my colleague Rick at Vitovation we've all uh, been in the studio several times with Live PD and uh, a live a line producer uh, will find. Um, an interesting clip, and then they'll cut together a package, as they call it. Again, I'm not a production expert, but they'll, they'll put together the clips for that that event that's just happened. Then they'll get on the comm and tell uh, Johnny Gonzalez, uh, uh, the director, hey, uh, we're putting a package together. We got shots fired in Tulsa. Uh, there's some activity. Uh, so uh, when, when, uh, when we break away to commercial, we're going to put this package up. So then they put the cameras up. They play back the multiple cameras in front of the director, 
and the director directs now like it's live, but now it's a few minutes old. Um, the FCC actually allows you to call a show live, even if it's uh, 29 minutes uh, uh, delayed, up to 29 minutes. So, um, um, so you know, we can't be live live for officer safety. That wouldn't be good. So, so legally, I think the show has to be delayed at least 15 minutes, not to put the officers in jeopardy. Uh, but then the director goes, okay, take camera one, take camera two, while it's playing back from the EVS. So he's cutting the show like it's live, uh, but you have that little bit of delay. Um, if the tr the show was truly live, it'd be a little bit boring. You, you'd be uh, moments where nothing was happening. And then, of course, you know how it is, Murphy's Law. When something does happen, it happens in all cities at the same time. It's like it's like it's almost comical. So so while they're they're playing back what happened a few minutes ago in Tulsa, ooh, something happens in in Chicago or whatever wherever. So they got they record that and they that's how they put the show together. So it's very much like sports these these live reality shows. Um, so so here's some of the capabilities of the unit. Um, 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 I hope this doesn't seem like a commercial, but you know I want to get into uh, some of the differentiators. Uh, some of this, you know, other systems do this. I mean, other systems out there. We didn't invent the idea of going live, so we can live, we can record, we can forward, we can go live and simultaneously record, we can record and simultaneously forward. These last two, there's a big differentiator. Other field encoders out there. Uh, some don't have recording. Uh, the ones that do have recording, to my knowledge, all of them record the live transmission. So when do you need a recording most? You need it when you're in a, in a dead spot. You need it when the transmission is struggling. Uh, you know, the, I mentioned that the, the Avi West Pro and Air uh, uh, have better antennas, better modems, will grab a signal where other systems can't but we can't materialize a connection that just isn't there. So there will be those, you know, you're in a lead line basement trying to do an interview, uh, you're gonna struggle to go live. Uh, there are dead spots in cellular in the world. I mean, having eight modems on four different carriers, that helps a lot, the better antennas, the better modems. But Avi West did this in their, in their first products, you know, nine, 10, 12 years ago, to have a second encoder. Now. Putting a second encoder chip, these chips are hundreds of dollars. Uh, so you don't just arbitrarily throw a second HEVC encoder chip in there. It costs a significant amount of money. These chips run hot. You got You got to cool them, ventilate them. You don't just throw another chip in there. So there's a second encoder. So when you're in that fringe area, uh, so there, there was an... There, an episode of uh, Live PD when uh, my colleague Florian and I were, were in the studio. And um, it was a big drug bust. They found some cocaine in the wheel of a truck. And uh, the chase had lasted an hour. They're out in the middle of a cornfield. Cellular wasn't great. Um, this was with our older product using H.264. So it got down to about 500K. The audio was clear. Uh, the video was soft, you know, you know, 500K video using H.264, it's going to be a little soft. So Florian and I are there, we were guests in the control room, we, we, were, we were in the back, and somebody kind of mumbled under their breath, oh, too bad we can't get the, the, the recording out of the camera. I mean, m most productions, right, you record in camera, right, that, that's your safety net, you know, so you, 
you can piece together a produced show after the live event. Um, you, every, everyone does that, whether you're news, sports, film, production, cinema. Uh, you always record in camera, even if you're recording out of camera. So say somebody says, oh, too bad we can't get that live video, you know, the, the recorded video out of the camera. And, you know, Florian and I lean over to the, the tech, the tech uh, consultant and we're like, you know, you put the SD cards in these units. Oh, yeah, sure. I'm recording in your unit. You know, that, that's our, our second set of uh, uh, a second safety. Um, I said, you know, Florian and I go, you know, you, you can, when you break away from the action, we can log in. We can show you how to log into the unit and pull that high resolution recording through. I didn't know we could do that. Now, obviously, you have to have in your workflow the ability now to, to ingest the file. So we had to figure out, you know, we, uh, we, we, we pulled the file through once they had arrested everything. That you, you can't broadcast live and pull a high-resolution file through at the same time. Um, you know, you would steal too much bandwidth. So when they had the guy in cuffs, the scene was like, so, so we, we remoted into the unit. We stopped the live transmission. We pulled just the clip we needed. You could just you could select the clip because AviOS records in, in, in a fragmented file. We could just take the clip we wanted. Didn't need to pull everything. We took the uh, clip that we wanted. Uh, the anchor uh, said, okay, we're gonna go, things are wrapping up with that drug bust in Tulsa. We're gonna go to Chicago now. Uh, when they were done with Chicago, they broke for commercial and they go, they, the director went on the comms or the producer went on the comms. Hey, hey, Dan, Dan, Dan Abrams. When we come back from commercial, uh, we got a better uh, copy of the recording of that bust in Tulsa. Uh, can you cue that up? So he comes back. Oh, ladies and gentlemen, our, our our tech team was able to pull the recording from the from the field, so we have a cleaner uh, a version of that of that bust. Now that wouldn't have been possible in another system because the recording would have been the same garbage as the live. So because of that second encoder, we were able to broadcast uh, that live. And because of things like this, because the picture looks so good or because we can pull that file through, in the beginning, uh, people on Twitter were like, I am a 30-year engineering veteran of RF and cellular, and I know a fake show when I've seen it, uh, uh, when I see it. And um, the live PD guys were pretty upset. I'm like, hey, it, it's it's a compliment of how good the show is and how good the tech is. So. Um, then another new feature I want to touch on is uh, a data hotspot. Now others offer this. Um, you know, you can buy like uh, uh, an internet uh, hotspot. Um, some of them, most of the the like a cradle point or something like that, they'll have multiple modems, but it's more um, failover. Uh, it's not true bonding. They don't work well for video. So not all hotspots work well for video. So what Avi West has done, they've taken it a step further. It's not only an internet connection, but it's a secure VPN connection. So why is that so important? Uh, it sets up a tunnel between the stream hub receiver and your master control and the unit out in the field. And then you can connect assets either hardwired via, via LAN or Wi-Fi and have them on the same subnet. So this is really important trying to do PTZ cameras. Uh, I think you've noticed uh, a lot of production now uh, uh, that weather person doing the weather from home, they don't want a camera operator in their home. They don't want uh, uh, a technician coming to the house. 
they ship a PTZ camera on a tripod, they send our bonded cellular unit, the data hotspot bridge controls the PTZ, the video transport control sends the, the live transmission. Uh, some people have even hardwired everything together like in a big Pelican case that they open. The camera's even in the Pelican case, like put this case on a table uh, in front of you and then um, uh, master control will frame the camera remotely. Uh, all they have to do is power it on uh, and the unit will power up. Even the, the Abbey West units have a function where when you apply power, they not only turn on, I think other people do that, other equipment, computers, why not turn on, but it goes live. Uh, not, when you apply AC power or, or put a battery on it, it turns on and goes live, which is very powerful. So yeah, yeah, down here, bottom right, the auto live function. Uh, 5G, uh, uh, we're starting to deliver 5G if you want it. Uh, 5G is coming very soon. Uh, we don't have any inventory just yet, but the inventory is coming very soon to the US. Uh, we have return video. Uh, a lot of people have been waiting for this. Uh, other systems have return video, but it's a very low frame rate, low bit rate, uh, just for confidence. This is full resolution. Uh, uh, if you want to, this could be 20 megabits per second if you wanted to. Again, with HEVC, that might be overkill. But why is that so important? So we're doing a high school football game and we're doing at-home production, right? We're bringing everything back to master control. Well, again, this is COVID now, but let's pretend COVID is over for a second. There are some fans in the, in the stadiums. How do we get replay for the monitor in the venue? We do replay from master control. We don't, because we don't have a truck locally. Usually the truck is what's feeding the scoreboard, the master control. There's a replay coming from there. So that has been a missing link. How do we get master, the, the replay up on the big screen in the venue? Or how do we feed a high resolution feed for the teleprompter? These low resolution feeds, low frame rate feeds, the text starts looking pretty fuzzy. The, 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 the commentator can't read it. So you want sharp, crisp teleprompter video or you want really high frame rate, high full resolution, full frame rate video for the replay for the scoreboard. Um, then Abbey West has this uh, mission-centric uh, uh, EVS, Dalet, other news automation. Uh, I'm not a news automation expert, but um, you can connect into the ecosystem of these mission-centric or, or this newsroom automation and uh, basically when, when an operator, I think we have another webinar that we did. Uh, if you look in our webinar uh, library, uh, if not, we can do another webinar on, on, on mission centric. But the, the, the basic concept is an operator might get confused. I, I gotta do, I'm in New York, I gotta do three shoots today. What were they again? Oh, he turns the unit on and they're actually numbered. It, it comes up on his screen. Number one for today is uh, your, your shot at City Hall, clicks on it. Then all the metadata, the video coming in, it's tagged, it's identified, it's time stamped that those were the shots from City Hall. Then they, then they stop transmission. Oh shoot, where do I go next? Oh, I gotta go to the courthouse, click on courthouse, go to the courthouse, everything gets tagged. So, so it, it, the, the, the field encoders become part of your uh, news workflow, your mission-centric workflow. 
uh, uh, Florian, I hope I did that explanation justice. So yeah, so here's a little bit more about it. So so uh, 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 JSON files, mission titles, device names, journalist names, metadata. So the mission file, the metadata or the mission file travels with the video. It all comes together. And you see here the picture at the bottom, you select your mission so you, you know uh, what you're doing. Um, and then uh, everything seamlessly comes back to master control. So you see here your assets on the right, you got the video file and then that's the president. You got the, the video and it's the storm. You got the video and it's the football. So the metadata file and, and the video file travel together uh, to make everything seamless. I'm sure you've all been there where you shoot something and you're like, this footage looks great, but I have no idea where it was shot, when it was shot, who the people are in, in the shot. So uh, uh, this is, this is a, a, a very powerful feature. Um, Abby West has a, a screen on the, on the side of all their devices. Um, um, for a small screen, it's very high resolution. So there's a lot of information that can be seen on the little screen. Um, another new feature I should mention is uh, you can kind of see it here in the picture. Actually, you can see you see like modem number one, this unit looks like it's connected in Europe. So you see Bytel, but you see B20, it might be hard to see on the screen, but where it says 4G, that modem is connected to band 20. Um, and then you can see the signal strength, you see the bit rate going through there. And then uh, you see these little priority, little, little uh, kind of graph, you know, so it's like high priority, low priority. So if you have, uh, of an inexpensive uh, uh, internet connection, but maybe you don't trust it. So you put that on high priority. We don't recommend turning cellular modems off. You want them on, you want them connected, you want them on warm standby. So this feature is very nice where you set the priority to low, it'll, it'll send a little bit of data through them to keep them open, but the majority will go through your, your free Wi-Fi or your free LAN connection or your free internet connection. But then if that suddenly hiccups or somebody disconnects it or shuts you down, the cell modems will, will instantaneously take over. It will ramp instantly and, 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 and send the majority of the traffic over cellular. And then when the, when the LAN connection comes back, it'll slowly go back and, and it'll constantly test the connection that hiccuped and, and try to reestablish. So, and it's all automatic. I mean, you, you set these priorities once, you don't need to go in there and play with it. Uh, so, so many customers, you know, still, you know, I, I don't think satellites going anywhere soon, you know, uh, Elon Musk, SpaceX is launching more uh, a global uh, internet uh, wireless satellites. Um, so I think uh, uh, some sort of satellite, some sort of IP. The Abbey West tech will work with anything. It'll work over Wi-Fi. It'll work over one or two LAN connections and up to eight cellular modems or a combination of all of all the above. And, um, you know, a customer was just asking me yesterday, oh, if we use Wi-Fi, will that mess up the cellular? Do we need to turn the cellular on or off or back on again or you know, cajole it, enable, disable, it's all automatic. The unit doesn't care. You hook something to the LAN connection, it finds a path to the public internet and the stream hub receiver. You know, it's looking for the IP address, that public IP address of the receiver. If it can find that, it will send packets. 
and it's all automatic. It all just works like magic. Uh, so I kind of touched on this. This is a little bit redundant. The, the Pro 380 uh, has eight modems. There is a Pro 340 with four modems. Maybe uh, the four modem solution becomes prevalent, or uh, we're going to go to this 5G, which is six modems. So uh, I don't know. We, we don't really sell the 340 in the U.S. It's really the flagship for us in the U.S. is the Pro 380 and the Air 320. Uh, 380 with eight modems and the Air 320 with two modems. Uh, yeah, so this is what I alluded to. So uh, the Pro 3-5G uh, or the 5G version, uh, the, the 5G modems are a little bigger. So we can't fit all eight cellular modems in there, but we can fit six. Uh, so fast forward, Sprint has merged with T-Mobile. So I imagine us configuring 5G units with two Verizon, two AT&T, and two T-Mobile. It's perfect. Uh, and then um, uh, the Air uh, uh, series will have two 5G modems uh, in them. Oh, and I should mention, the Air only has two internal modems, but it has two SIMs per modem. It's dual SIMs. So what, how we like to configure modem number one and modem number two, the primary SIM, Verizon, and AT&T. Then the secondary SIM is T-Mobile and Sprint. So you turn on the unit, and for some reason, Sprint's not available. You're in a dead spot. It'll switch to the T-Mobile SIM. Uh, you turn on the unit, and AT&T's not available. It'll fire up the Sprint SIM. And it's all automatic. You don't have to touch anything. So uh, that's a very cool feature, and I keep forgetting to say that. It's it's two modems. So it's kind of like you you got... You got the connectability or the the capability to connect to four the four cellular networks, but only two at a time, if that makes sense. So uh, again, so here's kind of a nice graph. Um, um, Samuel at um, Abby West, uh, uh, he's the uh, Samuel Flyshacker is a product uh, product manager uh, for the field encoders. Um, he does some really nice uh, graphics. A lot of these slides. Uh, he put together. So this kind of shows the steps. So um, you either uh, press the power button on the unit, uh, connect external power, or slap a battery on. Um, if you if you if you apply power suddenly, whether externally or with the battery, and you have it set in the in the auto auto connect mode, it'll just connect. The operator. Uh, um, here's a common uh, error we see: uh, photog in the field. Um, he'll get on the comms, you know, live PD. Uh, oh, uh, camera 57, um, uh, 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 I'm, I'm doing a battery change. So the, 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 uh, the video engineer knows 57 is going to go down for a minute or two. He gets his new battery, slaps it on. Two, three, five minutes go by, he's not coming back. Hey, 57, what's going on? Uh, oh, 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 shoot. Uh, the camera came back on because it's got a permanent on-off switch. Uh, the cellular did not come back up. So, so you have to um, um, uh, uh, put the battery. Uh, so, so now when, you, when, when the camera operator reapplies the battery, um, um, the unit just starts transmitting. So here's the steps. It boots up. It connects to the network, connects to the stream hub, uh, starts uh, oh, waiting on the camera. So if the camera has no video, it's just waiting on that. But 
uh, the camera, when you swap, change out the battery, camera probably boots up a little faster than the Abbey West. Uh, live video, and you're live, so you avoid that that hiccup where the camera operator forgot to hit the live button. Um, you know, camera operators know how to operate their camera. Maybe they're not as familiar with this kind of tech. So it's nice. Now, uh, uh, let's just say you don't have this mode enabled. Still, the video engineer from Master Control can remote into the unit. Uh, if it's on, it can be seen from Master Control and they can initiate the live. But this is really nice. I really like this feature. So it, it makes the, it makes the, the, the field encoder, the Avi West, uh, Pro 380, one less thing for the photog uh, to worry about. So uh, this is about the, the video return. So um, the, the Abbey West units have a video input and a video output. Uh, the, the video has SDI in, SDI out. The SDI in and out, the SDI out is a loop through. Um, that can be helpful if you're using a viewfinder on an external viewfinder on your unit. So you could loop into the Abbey West SDI out into your Atmos uh, uh, viewfinder, you know, your little uh, monitor. Um, that could ha be helpful. Uh, HDMI in is for like a more of a prosumer camera. The HDMI out is for the return video. So uh, uh, that could be used for a teleprompter. It could be used, as I said, for the for the replay. In, in the large screen in, in the venue. Uh, basically, the sky's the limit. And you can even see here in this picture, you can have uh, more than one return and you can route where it goes to. So uh, the one in green, we want that return only to go to site number three. Uh, the blue one, we want to go to site number one and two. So you can, you can, in the management tools, you can decide where that return video, does everyone see it or is it, is it uh, segregated in some way? Uh, and the return video is uh, done in less than a second, and it's full bandwidth, as I mentioned earlier. So, um, yeah. So here's this this uh, uh, mobile hotspot. So uh, you know, here's a here's a, a graphical picture of it. Um, you know, it's it's not uncommon for um, uh, news personnel, sports personnel. They're they're in the field and. Um, um, uh, producing a story, they're sending the the script for tonight's news event, so someone can feed it into the teleprompter. Or um, it's not uncommon where um, a producer in the field might be uh, uh, producing something, might be uh, uh, putting cutting together some B-roll, uh, producing a short segment, a, a sizzle reel, promo reel, and they need to send that back. How do they do that? Well, they can connect via LAN connection or Wi-Fi. Uh, to the pro or the air and get an internet connection through that secure VPN or, or, or internet connection or and or the secure VPN. Um, they can also put the file on a thumb drive, feed that in and, and just store and forward that and there's a media folder that will sit in in the receiver. Um, so there's a myriad of ways of moving files across uh, the connection or just get plain simple uh, internet uh, connectivity. Uh, so this is a, a common right now too, is, is uh, uh, with at-home production um, using a, a cloud-based production switcher. So we can connect at any point. We can feed uh, cloud uh, instances of production switching and graphics. Um, um, we can uh, uh, take the output of something like that and distribute it. 
We can feed live cameras to that. We can feed it to the cloud and then feed the Purdue show to your master control. We can push it to, to, the, to a social media, to a CDN. Uh, and you can see on, on, on the input side, we can take virtually any protocol. We can take uh, SST, SRT, uh, transport over IP, RT, uh, RTMP, HLS, RTSP. Uh, then on the studio side, can do all those in the cloud. The only thing we can't do in the cloud is SDI. You know, that, 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 that's, that's like my joke. You know, we, we, can't, we can't do an SDI output in the cloud. But otherwise, the software in the, in the environment is identical, whether you have a cloud uh, stream hub instance or uh, an instance in your master control. Only difference being is you have SDI out in the master control. So, um, uh, so the stream hub. Um, Avi West came up with the, 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 the name hub or stream hub. Uh, it's taking streams in and out. It's encoding, decoding, transcoding, streaming, recording. So it's not just a decoder. It's not just a receiver. So uh, they didn't want to call it the receiver. Uh, sometimes, you know, just for sim simplistic terms, we refer to it as the decoder or the receiver, but it, it's way more than that. So, so we can do IP to IP or IP to SDI. As I mentioned, we can decode, we can transcode. So uh, why is transcoding important? Well, it's very common that, you know, Facebook, YouTube, they don't accept an HEVC uh, signal yet or H.265. Or if they do take 265, they want constant bit rate and they, they want five megabits or they, they want, uh, uh, they're optimized for 1080p and don't like 1080i, something like that. There's always a, a list of guidelines. Um, so whatever format we come in from the field, if it's an older AviWest unit coming in H.264 or a newer unit with HEVC H.265, uh, many times we need to transcode if we're coming back out IP. So uh, uh, there's a, uh, you can have multiple transcoding engines. Uh, there's a screen for it. And you set your profile. You pick what input you want to transcode. Uh, you set your transcoding parameters. I want to do H.264. I want to do five megabits per second. You pick your, your encoding profile. You pick whether you want uh, a 128 or 256 audio. You want AAC audio, et cetera. Uh, and then you, you decide uh, what uh, output you want to send it on, what IP output you want. So you can have up to 16 IP outputs, 16 inputs coming in from the field, 16 encoders. Uh, 16 transcoders. So uh, the the stream up can handle virtually any any format uh, up to 4K UHD and in any standard. Um, you can have stream hubs talk to each other, set up like a, a matrix or a grid. Uh, and so the IP output can use the SST. Remember remember SST. I mentioned in the beginning that's Avi West Safe Streams Transport. So uh, SST can be an IP output, so stream hubs can talk to each other and use that bulletproof, robust transport protocol I talked about. But then, you know, we, we all work in, with other systems, so we, we do support SRT, which is uh, an open source industry standard. Uh, we do, uh, Avi West has on the roadmap to support NDI, so we, the, out, the IP output could be NDI in your control room. So there's there's a there's a it's a very powerful appliance. So this is a little overview of the hardware appliance. 
it's it's a, a one RU uh, server that sits in your data center or your master control. Uh, it can decode HD, 4K, uh, does the transcoding as, as I mentioned. It does have a hard drive in it to do recording. Um, and you can have up to four uh, 12G SDI outputs and up to 16 IP outputs, as I mentioned. Then the cloud version is, is uh, uh, virtually the same. Um, you, you have um, uh, the transcoding capability, recording uh, multiple IP outs, but just you don't have the SDI out. And it's exactly the same environment. Uh, we have customers that will use a cloud and a physical environment in, in concert. You know, the cloud is more for distribution of multiple uh, connection, multiple destinations. And then if the destinations need SDI out, they'll have the hardware version of the stream hub to get SDI out. So here's a little overview. Uh, again, uh, SRT, RTSP, uh, transport, uh, uh, TS or transport over IP, um, RTMP, HLS, and coming soon, NDI and web RTC and SMPTE 2110. We all know SMPTE 2110, um, you know, that's the, the new IP workflow for broadcast. WebRTC comes up a lot, I've seen recently with gaming. Um, uh, a lot of, uh, we're doing a lot of work with, uh, with the gaming industry uh, or what we call now eSports um, and they use WebRTC uh, quite a bit. So that, that NDI, WebRTC and SMPTE 2110 are, are gonna be very uh, uh, hot commodities very soon. So I kind of alluded to this and, and I apologize to anyone if, if you're the owner of one of these vehicles I'm just trying to make a point here. Again, I said, I don't think satellite is going away. Uh, cellular internet will complement it. Um, um, but, you know, you can consider, uh, the way I look at it, I think more events will happen. I don't, I don't think you're gonna see anytime soon all the trucks eliminated from Monday Night Football. Um, there's just too much going on. They're, they're doing the graphics and the replay. Uh, but, you know, as, 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 uh, as 5G is rolled out, as internet connectivity it, it, it proliferates, uh, who knows may, what may happen, or these trucks stay in the NEP parking lot and they're put up on blocks and uh, uh, several fiber optic, uh, uh, you know, level three, uh, the switch will connect to, to NEP's central location and these trucks are used centrally. They just don't, uh, the truckers union may suffer because they won't have to drive the trucks around, but a given truck can do more than one production in a day. So uh, it's just, you know, we all need, we're all in the middle of adapting our, our lifestyles, both personally and professionally. So this is just something to think about. And, and I apologize if, if these uh, red lines to the truck uh, are offensive, but I'm just trying to make a point that uh, the public internet and cellular is, is uh, very close to the reliability that you get with, a, with satellite. And, and frankly, uh, satellite has some Achilles heels, you know, rain fade. Um, the public internet is not susceptible to rain fade. Uh, cellular uh, uh, tends to be less susceptible to, to rain, uh, rain issues. So no technology is perfect. Um, so here's the slide, I just wanted to show this. Um, um, showing how we can have PTZ cameras. I think we're going to see more of that. Um, uh, one of my buddies uh, um, 
uh, my buddy Barry was doing uh, some consulting work for a local synagogue, and uh, he put some photos up on um, LinkedIn that I noticed last night. And uh, it's got a PTZ camera in the synagogue, um, uh, you know, to be aimed at the cantor, I guess, uh, during during uh, services. And um, someone in a remote location, maybe that's Barry, will control that camera. Uh, doesn't need to be on site. So this data bridge at home uh, uh, production technology combined with this secure VPN where you extend your network uh, is, is, uh, is very valuable. So here's another slide. So, you know, everything, all of this goes through this magical SST or safe, trans, uh, safe streams uh, transport, uh, this magical pipe. Um, you know, from your intercom to internet, live video, file-based workflow, uh, return video, your PTZ control, uh, um, all of these things can be done with the Avi West system. So here's a little bit about uh, Vidovation. Uh, I hope you folks um, uh, got something of value out of our discussion today. Um, um, I know 90 minutes or approaching 90 minutes is a little long, but I, I appreciate you staying tuned, staying attentive. Um, you know, for those of you who are not familiar with Vidovation, you know, we're, we're a provider of video, audio, and data uh, transmission, contribution, and distribution systems. Uh, we work with, broad, uh, with broadcast television, sports, news, production, corporate AV, first responders, government agencies. You can see some of the logos, a handful of logos of some of the people that we uh, work with. Um, we help we help clients integrate a, a custom solution into their existing infrastructure, uh, and we 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 do our best to work within your budget. You know, I know not every budget is the same. Uh, where one one customer a million dollar budget is not that big, and another customer a fifty thousand dollar budget uh, is is significant. So we try to uh, apply the best technology uh, for the project. Uh, while while uh, uh, staying within your budget. So why engage with Vidovation? You'll get consulting, design engineering, system integration services, project management, warranty and support. Uh, we're probably most known for our technical support. I, I have uh, 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 three technicians on staff. Uh, we're all on standby 24-7. Uh, um, if my guys are busy or sleeping or not on shift, uh, the buck stops with me, that, that I include myself in the tech support uh, workflow. And uh, if one of my guys does not pick up, the buck stops with me and I will answer the tech support calls at any hour of the day, any day of the week. Uh, so we pride ourselves on amazing customer service. That, that's very important to us. So uh, here's some contact information, how to reach me. Uh, uh, you can uh, uh, drop us a, a line. Uh, my email is jimj at vidovation.com. Our main phone number is 949-777-5435. Be sure to visit our website, vidovation.com. Uh, we will post, uh, we, we usually get the uh, recording produced, transcribed, and uploaded on the website by uh, Friday afternoon. Uh, but I'll just tell you, you know, by Monday at the latest, you will have the recording of this with the transcription. We put the slides in, in the transcript. If you're, if you like to read stuff more than listen or, or watch a video, 
uh, we, we have that option. Uh, we encourage you to call our team anytime to discuss any of your active projects around video transmission, contribution, distribution, uh, at-home production is uh, a hot area for us right now. We also do a lot of work with uh, live television distribution on the corporate network or the enterprise. Uh, so a corporate or an enterprise uh, IPTV system and digital signage system. Uh, we've worked with uh, Paramount Studios, uh, Viacom, Nickelodeon, Big Ten Network, distributing you know cable, direct TV, their own internal video, all on the network to set-top boxes, TVs, et cetera, on, on the network. So if uh, any of this uh, sounds interesting to you, please reach out to me or my team. Thank you all so much for, for tuning in today. Uh, we couldn't do this. We, we, Vidovation wouldn't exist without you folks out there. We really thank you for your, your continued support and for listening today. And I hope all of you stay uh, very healthy and safe. And I, I hope to see you at some point out there on the road. Uh, I do miss uh, uh, some of the best. The best part of my job is, is visiting a vendor's facility, being in the rack, in the data center, uh, helping them get on the air. Uh, I live for that. I enjoy that. So I can't wait to get back in the trenches uh, and, and work elbow to elbow with you, with my mask on, of course. Uh, so uh, look forward to seeing you soon. Thank you so much and have a great rest of your day. Thank you. Bye-bye.